What's going down, party people? It's your girl, the radical redhead, Cole Phillips, coming to you yet again. You know how I say this and you know what I'm about. It's always fire up in here when it's me, anyway. <laughs> right here on Candid Conversations. Love, pain, and everything in between. You know how we do it, family. Let's get into it. Knock Nation, what's going down? Browns and cappuccinos and cocao and... Uh, vanilla. I got to make sure I hit all the colors. I probably missed them. But you guys know I love you. Knock Nation, we're multinational, multicultural. And at the end of the day, it's all about God and all about helping you walk out his principles. And we're still in the book of Proverbs. As you know, I've told you earlier, if you're not a big Bible reader, if you just read Proverbs, you'll get a ton of wisdom. It's a great place to start. And we're coming into Proverbs again, but with a different slight twist of a topic that I'm excited about. I've got a guest that I'm really excited to have. He's super tall, by the way. But I'll let him talk about that as well. But <laughs> as he's like, really? So Jordan, Jordan told her by the net, by the way, see, I'm even like tongue tied because I'm thrown by his height. Me, oh, I'm, okay. I'm intimidated. I, I don't think I've had anybody that's tall yet. No, Have like I tell you nice saying? I don't know. Ever meet. I believe that you have a gentle spirit. Thank yeah, you. Pretty, yeah. So let me try this again, y'all, because I was discombobulated by his height. Uh-huh. You guys know I'm I'm really teasing. It's just. I get a kick out of messing with people's height because sure. I'm tall and I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, you are pretty You know, tall. I'm tall How for tall a chick, you? you know. I'm 5'8", five five you know. Eight. I'm right there. I put on, you know, my five inches. I'm right there, you know, yeah. six, a little over six. <laughs> but that the is name true. is Jordan Tolbert. He is the host of Catch Me on the Rebound, the podcast. We're a podcast clashing right yeah. now. So I'm loving this. And it's a focus that is really timely. It's something that I believe the topic matter. Again, it's all in the mind is the topic that we're discussing about mental health and understanding the differences of mental health versus mental illness. And if you catch uh, Jordan's podcast, you will definitely catch a lot of information and valuable content on how to address mental health. Jordan, thank you for coming on the show. Sure, sure. That was the best introduction I've ever gotten right there. I feel (laughs) like somebody. You are somebody. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, Knock Nation needs to know who you are, where you come from, who your people. No, I'm kidding. Well, I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. Are you really? Yes, I'm from here. Wow. Yeah, so this is home for me. Um, I'm going to hold it against you. I still like you. What? <laughs> yeah, you know, because I'm from Michigan. You're over here wearing the decap. I only wore you know what I'm saying? Because I like the color. So you know not, what? Not you will a, not come in my space and be nah. disrespectful. And oh. you're from Michigan. I had my best oh. college game against Michigan. You know what? Nobody asked for all that. I'll show you, you know what? when we're done. You know what? See, Jordan's already coming on the show wrong, Knock Nation. It's already you messed up. This. You're right. Anything can happen. It's candid conversation. So, (laughs) but tell the people about how you got on this path of mental health. Okay, so uh, 2012. Yeah, 2012. My big brother, who is he's not one to cry. Okay, he's not one to cry. Uh, He called me crying. Um, He told me that my dad had passed, Mm. and I just remember, like, I remember vividly. I was like reaching for the door. I was about to leave when he called me. And when he told me the news, like, I just dropped to the ground. Wow. I was floored. Um, I was just lost. I was lost for a lot of time while I was, and I was in college. Yeah. 19. Uh, and my my trainer at the time, Keith Garnett, shout out to Keith, he, uh, he recommended that I speak to a therapist. And, you know, like you said, it's kind of taboo in it the is. black community. Absolutely. But uh, I was just hurting so bad, I couldn't find a solution. Um, so I tried it. Uh, her name was Sheila. It wasn't the right therapist for me. It just do it tell was, why it wasn't. Um, 
Well, just like culture. Like she was white and I'm black. Gotcha. So just, okay. Yeah. And that's not that has right. nothing to do. I don't have anything against her, but it just didn't work. I thought way. she tried to make a move on you or something. Nah, nah, she you didn't. Know. She okay. didn't. Because I'm about to go off. <laughs> nah, like this is we got folks be getting help and folks nah. over here trying to get help. Nah. I was gonna say something else, but I'm just not because I don't want to talk about Will and Jada anymore. Go ahead. Man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lead at it. Over here helping people. Maybe we'll talk about later. that later. There you go. I do want to talk you about, talk about that? that? Okay. Yeah. Then I'm glad I dropped that. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So I left Texas Tech and um, I transferred to SMU. That's closer to home. Dallas is 45 minutes from Fort Worth. Okay. My family was there. Um, they had therapy there for me as well. Okay. So they had individual therapy. And group therapy. Okay. So when I had group therapy, some of my peers were in there with me, like some of my teammates, some other athletes, and I got to hear their stories. Okay. So I was like, all right, like, I'm not the only one dealing with these issues, and I'm not the only one, like, vulnerable enough to, like, share this stuff. And I saw just, like, how powerful it was. Because at that time, our therapists were two African-American therapists, and they had worked with some high-profile athletes. Gotcha. Professionals. Gotcha. Um, And then after that, I think... uh, I read Charlemagne the God's book, Shook Ones. Shook Ones breaks down um, all of like the clinical diagnoses of wow. uh, mental illness. Because I haven't dug deep into that book yet. I got it, yeah. but I haven't gotten oh, into it yet. It's a great book. Um, so I read that book, and that that gave me like uh, like I said the clinical diagnoses that I didn't really understand, mm-hmm. and it just talked like a lot about his life and uh, just seeing him like he's successful, he's black, and he's like a mental health advocate. Yeah, he so, is. That's kind of like what got me to where I am now. I like that. So yeah. you 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 left out the part. See, people, what is that? that's you know talking about some things you've done. Like mm-hmm. you talk about being an athlete. Okay. Uh, yeah, I do believe you've done some great things as an athlete. Yeah, you want to share that a little bit, sir? Um. Okay. So yeah, I played. Yeah, I played at Texas Tech. Played for Tubby Smith. He's one of the best coaches ever. Uh, played for Larry Brown at SMU. Okay. Um, played overseas for four years professionally. Played in Italy, France, Belgium, Taiwan. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so when you found out about Dad and the timing of 2012, where were you at as far as your career I is was, concerned? I was a sophomore. Okay. Sophomore in college. Um yeah, man, just living that college athlete life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> to the fullest. I'm trying to so, tell you. I know you were. Definitely turned up after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, that's that 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 too also was kind of what made me want to do something differently cuz we I just I just partied every day. Like Oh, I believe it. And I used that as my excuse to like why that was my coping mechanism would you say that when you think of of a mental health side right so we're talking mental health Mm -hmm. do you think or tend to see a lot of folks who have not been clinically diagnosed with anything right Mm -hmm. but in terms of their way of dealing with any type of depression or dealing with any type of sadness pain what have you they tend to go on the turn up side let me drink let me party sex whatever it is yeah that's that's my vice right because from from what i know uh It's passed down as tradition throughout families, but it's actually like a curse. It's actually generational curses, but we've gotten so used to them that we call it tradition. Yeah. Let me go take you. Man, you need a drink. Right. You know, let's go get get you a drink. Check this off. Right. I think, too, especially in the African-American community, we don't like to tell what's going on in the house. What's in the house 
stays oh, in the house. See, I don't you don't go out. Oh, I'm I'm sure. Ooh. So that's something. How you been handling? <laughs> so Cuz you opening it. Yeah. So, when you're opening uh, up this this platform, right? And yeah. and you're on your podcast now and you're talking, yeah. I'm sure you shared your story, you shared stories within the yeah. family. How does that affect you mentally? How do you so, continue to keep things together? Me, it doesn't bother me at all. Okay. Because like I know that my life is my life, but what I had to realize was that, like, my life is also my mom's life, my mm-hmm. brother, my sister, my family, and it did kind of hinder some relationships for a little while, but then again, like, it also changed things, and it made some of my family members and my peers more vulnerable mm-hmm. to just talk about the stuff that they had dealt with. So it was definitely, like, a rough patch. I'm when sure. I first, yeah, kind of started talking about my life. Yeah, and yeah. I think when we get bold enough, to really share and be courageous about the things that we've walked out, the painful things we've walked out. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's others out here who are like, okay, yeah. I am not dealing with this alone. Right. And that's the beauty to me when it comes to mental health. That's the beauty in it. When you start sharing, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Or I'm struggling in this area. And obviously we don't want to share with everybody because everybody's not going True. to be a healthy source to share right. with. Right. But when you know you're in the company of people that you can actually say, I'm not okay. I'm in a broken state, vulnerability, right? Like you said, to be vulnerable. How how do you feel or, or what's your take, I should say, on the importance of knowing your circle or knowing the people you can be vulnerable with? Oh, man. So it's like my grandma always told me, like, you show me your friends, I'll show you your life. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. So, like, when it first happened, like, I just wanted, like, a lot of people around. Because usually when somebody dies, like for some reason, everybody everybody want to show up. I don't get it. Well, I don't I don't understand. They're trying to see what's going on. Drama. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. let's let's find out the secrets and, and yes. the dirt or yes. the money, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, I've been through uh, it. So, yeah. So I just I always had a lot of people around and that gave me comfort. Like it gave me like a lot of comfort. And then as I got older, I realized that like less is more. Mm-hmm. And even even with anything in life, it's like. Most people think it's something that they're missing when it's probably something that they need to just let go of that'll kind of straighten their path. Yeah. So how much shedding did you have to do in terms of your, your circle? Because and I'm just thinking in terms of the level you've gone as in your profession, when you think about being a professional athlete. Right. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine they find out, oh, man, he overseas. He don't went pro. You know, he living the life. Right. And all of a sudden all these other folks. Oh, you remember? I mean, I always been down. I always knew yeah. whatever. You know, how difficult or was it difficult to start shedding some of those people out? Off so, some some relationships were and then some I just realized kind of like how you said, like it was a lot of people that was always like, oh, I, I knew the whole time. But they, they wasn't really like invested in me as a person. Yeah. Like if you if I'm a basketball player, like I'm also a person. But the people that's just like, oh. Basketball. They did. They only kind of asked me questions about basketball. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the ones that I shed the most. Yeah. And then it's just like I'm, I'm very like family oriented anyway. So, outside of my family, like I, have, I could say that I know a lot of people. I don't have a lot of friends. I put. It like I that. like that. Yeah. I actually like that. I think that's yeah. a great way of looking at life, honestly, because I, I hear that all the time. People will see, you know, my Facebook, um, because that's the platform that. Teams seems to be attracted to me for whatever reason, more right. so than Instagram. Call, maybe I'm an old fogey. I don't know. I, I tease myself about that because maybe I just don't get my Instagram fam yet. That's not the point. But people will see the following. Let me just say it that way. And they'll think, oh, man, you got a lot of friends. And I'm right. like, nah, I know. And I don't even know all them people. But I know some people. But no, nah, my friend, I got like three 
four, I'll put four in there. Like that's right. the core, right? right? Um, when it comes to being vulnerable, would you say within that core group, mm -hmm. does everybody know everything or have you kind of said uh, this one I can trust with this, this one I can trust with that? Like, how do you handle that when it comes yeah. to being vulnerable? I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm, I'm pretty open book. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's certain things that I, I realize now that I shouldn't share, okay. but a lot of, a lot of it is out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, to me, it, that's not a bad thing. I'm the same way. That's yeah. why I asked. I'm I'm pretty transparent. I say transparency is truth. Right. You know, um, and so I don't have a problem sharing. I think, and like you said earlier, I've gotten better at how I craft the story that I tell. Right. No lies in it, right. but I'm just careful for those that okay. may not, their part in the story, they may not have healed or gotten through that space yet the way I have. And so rather than me bringing up a whole different level of the wound, if you will, I, I've learned to craft my story in a way where I'm not just putting everybody in the line of fire, if you right. will. Yeah. So I, I understand that. Yeah. So when you think of mental illness, because we mm. know with mental health, like right. it's, it's understanding who you can be vulnerable with, right? Mm -hmm. How you get, you know, take care of you and who you give access to. I think that's a big part of it too when it comes to our mental health and definitely what you said, you know, less is more, right? right. So the less access that everybody has to you, the yeah. better because it's all True. energy. True. And people, you got the vampires out there that just drain the mess out of you and then you got those that just, you know, just around, just to be around, if right. you will. So, but mental illness is a whole different side of things. Right. So talk to me about how you came to the difference and in, in getting into the mental illness side of things. Um, Charlemagne's book, okay. definitely Charlemagne's right. book. And um, just people, like people in my life that are uh, like mentally ill. Um, just cause I didn't, I didn't really know the difference between mental health and mental illness. So just being around people that are mentally ill and kind of like seeing them have episodes. Mm -hmm. There's like, there's nothing wrong with them. Like they're a regular human being, right. uh, obviously other than their mental illness, but they're still like great loving people. But I, I think like when people hear mental illness, they're like, Oh, there's something wrong with that person. Like, yeah. We're going to put them over there in that class. Of, like they're still people. You know, exactly. Like, who deserve to be loved and like admired. But we tend to just kind of look at them like they're something different. Yeah. Like they're the same, the same as us. Absolutely. It's just yeah. some, there's a chemical imbalance, yeah. a science side to it. Right. right. And so I'm gonna go here because I think it's timely. Come on, let's let's, let's talk about Mr. Kanye. Ooh. Mr. Kanye has has been clinically diagnosed as bipolar, right? Now, my thing is this: I seen all, and I hadn't seen everything that he had said I or done. Either. I haven't, you know. Either. So the one thing he, that I did see just really pissed me off. Uh oh, about what was Harriet it? Tubman. Oh, that yeah, I did see that. Yeah. I did see the Harriet Tubman. So, so okay, so that that leads me to my point of what you just said. So. Yeah. Knowing that he's bipolar, we don't know what state he was in when he was running his mouth, right? right. Um, I, at this point, for me, I think it's so easy to attack a person in that space. And I get it. He's a public yeah. figure, right? He made a decision to live his life in the public eye. So, yeah. yeah. But I do believe, like with you, the difference, of course, him actually having an illness, there was a breaking moment that happened to him, oh, which yeah. leads back to his mother, oh, right? Yeah. He lost his mom at the beginning stages of the come up of his career. I can't right? I Me can't neither. At all. Me neither. And he never really rebound from that. Right. So, you know, which I love, again, the name of your podcast, Catch Me on the Rebound, because right. he needed time yeah. to heal. 
Yes. There has not been a rebound. And then I'm actually clinically diagnosed with an illness mentally. So I can only imagine between the grief, living my life out publicly, mm. and then, you know, having this illness, like what is your take on what what just from, you know, what you've walked out and things you've Mr. seen? West. Yeah. What do you what do you uh, think we should if you were somebody who was in his camp, what what would you try to do for Mr. West? I know he. I know he made you mad. Man, Try to put the, put the, put it aside I mean, for a I'm minute. A, I'm one of Kanye's <laughs> biggest supporters, man. I always defend Kanye just because, of like, the, the his early his earlier music that he put out. Man. I could really feel where he was coming from. Absolutely. And I I kind of feel him where he's coming from now. Not not. I don't agree with everything that he said. <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, but none of us have really been in his shoes. Like to an athlete, to a certain extent, I understand like your life mm-hmm. being public, but being an entertainer and then like being associated with the family that he's associated with. I won't yeah. say no names, Yeah. but um, I don't know, man. I just feel like it would be a lot to handle for anybody. And I feel like sometimes he just like, you know, like I'm just really going to tell y'all what's on my mind. Mm-hmm. Regardless. And I don't think he think about it before. I think he's just like, all right, well, I got something Even to say. Even when it's not healthy. Yeah. I think he's like, you know what? I got something to say and I'm going to say it. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I can't. One thing that I will say, man, like in his defense, yes. is like like people would killed him for like speaking with Trump yeah. and stuff like that. But like he, to me, he was like he's bold, he's brave enough to do it. Like nobody, everybody else can like talk shit about him, but they they're not brave enough to do right. stuff like that. Right. So I don't always agree with everything he says, but I know that he has a good intent. Yeah, I don't think he always goes about it the right way. But, I would uh, agree. You know, I would so, agree. Uh, yeah, and but but a lot of people will always talk shit about him, but they like they're not as bold as him to do like what he what he's done, and he's he'd probably do more things, but like he's bold. Yeah, he's man. gonna do yeah. more things. Yeah, I, <laughs> the question I, I, is, what is it going to be? You know, I think that yeah. I, I had a young lady that um, I used to work closely with, and okay. she ended up being diagnosed. I want to say either with schizophrenia or. Um, being bipolar. I honestly don't really? remember. Okay. But sweetest thing, like our relationship, we were tight. We were almost like sisters, right? Okay. And just career-wise, things changed for her. She separated um, from the company and then I didn't hear from her much. But then there was a time where I found out she had been drinking a lot she called and she actually went to rehab and she ended up calling me while she was there. And I knew she had be drinking because one, it was super late. So she probably wasn't even supposed to be on the phone, like and everything. And I knew something was off. I didn't know anything that was happening at that time, but I remember me knowing that I just needed to be present, Yeah. you know, and I, and her husband used to tell me, you know, to this day, she still would talk about the fact that you were just there. You didn't say anything. You didn't judge her. You didn't tell her what she needed to do. You were just there for her. Yeah. How important would you say, especially with the things you've walked out and the things you've seen from a mental health perspective. And, and even with someone's mental illness, how important would you say being just present? You don't necessarily even have to understand everything. Just be yeah. there. I didn't get that at first. Like, cause like as a man, like we always feel like we kind of have to fix situations. Yeah. But now I understand like sometimes people just, they need somebody to vent to. They don't need your advice. They don't need you to say nothing. They just like, they just need you to be there. Yeah. And just like seeing it, like having having seen someone just whether it was like they lost somebody, lost a job or maybe they're just dealing with something inside that mm-hmm. they can't really explain. But like it's very important. It's very important. And like we don't I don't think we really ask our friends as much as we should, because we all think that like everything is going well. And then if you look at people's social media, 
it probably does look like everything is going well. Uh, yeah. So how do you know unless you ask? And then that leads me to uh, a scripture that I, I lean on a lot in okay. various different ways. You have not because you ask not. Ooh. And yeah. People look at that from a um, a money perspective because yeah. oftentimes that's just yeah. unfortunately that's that's the worldly society whatever you want to call it perspective. Right. But really, what is being said there is you have not because you ask not, meaning you have no help because you haven't asked for it. Right. You don't have people around you because you're not asking for it. You don't have the money you need because you're not asking for it. Right. Yeah. It all goes back to we're not meant to do this thing called life by ourselves. Oh, yeah. And I think, unfortunately, when someone is diagnosed, say, um, with an illness, that they they want to deal with it by themselves. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you can speak to that. I, I do have a cousin who was clinically diagnosed right. uh, with schizophrenia. And I remember, and, you know, again, in the black community, guys, you got to understand, we'll make fun of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll yeah, just say, we well, you know, you know, Joe crazy. You're like, yeah. really? Like, but that's a... Like, it's a real thing, but the wrong way to say it type yeah. of thing. And I just yeah. remember how she would always just tell me, you know, thank you for not making fun of me. Thank you for yeah. not, you know, making light of the situation. And I'm like, yeah, it ain't funny to me. Like, right. I feel for you. You're misunderstood, you know. So, you know, when you think of just people try to make light of this, even with Kanye, you know, yeah. we don't know him personally. We don't None live, like you said, don't. we don't know what's we, walking on his shoes. None of us do. No. So what would, what has been your approach now that you've really dug into this more deeper with mental health and mental illness and, and just how you move with individuals that suffer? Um, okay, individuals that suffer. So one thing I'm always thinking about is just like uh, homeless people. So like here these people are, it's just like on the streets, most of them veterans, most of them serve this country. Yeah. And then this is what they get. So another thing is that like they had like lives, like they had a life before they got homeless. Yeah. And uh, I just like, I, I just really wonder like what, like what went wrong? You know what I'm saying? What went wrong? And like you say, like a lot of those people just need somebody to talk to. So sometimes, man, like, I don't know. Sometimes my spirit just moved me. Sometimes my spirit just moved me. And uh, like, I could meet somebody on the street and like, I just tell them my whole life story. Right. Wow. Maybe hopefully, hope hopefully that it allows them to open up and then tell me theirs. Yeah. And maybe like the healing process starts. But um, like when I go to church, like I will go to Embassy City. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, at the end, they ask you to come to the front, right? I didn't know if that. If you need to, if okay. you need to, gotcha. To come okay. to the front for a okay. prayer. And like I'm very observant because I know that I'm tall and that people watch me. Oh yeah. So um, I was like, all right. I don't really want to go to the front. And that's really just not me. That's not my character. But I know that, like, if I go, then somebody else might say, well, well he went up there. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I should just go up there and do it. Yeah. So I just try to use, like, my presence and, like, my celebrity or whatever you want to call it to just give other people confidence and hope in themselves. Yeah. With, like, anything. Just anything in life. And I think that's important with mental health is that in both sides, mental health or mental illness is be a light. Right. You know, because that's exactly what you're saying. And you're right. You being tall is automatically a draw, right? Because yeah. they're going to see you and it's like, man, he's tall, right? You know, uh, and, you know, I make jokes, but that's just because I used to get all the time as a girl. It was yeah. like, dang, you tall. How yeah. tall are you? Like six feet? No, I'm not. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah. in all honesty, I, I looked at it more and I had to learn 
because I think girls go through this and, and shout out to any girl, the tall girls. Y'all know I love my Amazon chicks. That's but you call them. I do, because they like <laughs> tall and like beastie tall, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like Amazon girls. Yeah. But but well, and, and you may have already seen this. I'll see a lot of the women, they'll start to do this, right? It's a form of like hey, you trying be less. to make my you yeah, be less because yeah. you're so big and it makes people uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Which to me, again, that's a mind thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. no, God made you tall. Like, embrace that because you are a light. you're a light. Once again, people see you and the way you are courageous, like you said, going to the front. That person who's like, I really need to like release. Yeah. They see you and it's like, you know what? Dude can't hide. So yeah. if he's willing to go, I'm gonna go. And, and so I'm with you when, like you said, when the spirit moves you to be a light, like just be present, right. you know, just, just be available. And it doesn't mean be available to put you in harm's way because different illnesses can cause people to do things outside themselves. So education, you know, like you said, reading Charlemagne the God's book, I do have plans to read that um, because I do audible. know. So audible too. Is it? I don't always like to physically read a book. I don't either. Yeah. Especially if I, if oh, it's I love, a hard read, I'll audible. go to audible. Oh, Thank you. See y'all, we dropping, oh. dropping books, yeah. dropping gems for you. Yeah. Um, and another one for you is Battlefield of the Mind. That's by Joyce Myers, mm-hmm. but okay. it's a really good book, um, especially for my newbies to the Bible. It's a great way of pulling scripture, but making it real. But she literally talks about how things all manifest in the mind. Joyce Myers, Battlefield of the Mind. Another great book. I'm really big on feeding your mind because what you feed your mind, what you focus on, you will magnify what you magnify, you manifest. Right. Um, And so people talk about manifesting stuff and I don't think they realize from a mental health perspective, what you focus on, you do magnify. It's like no different than whatever car you just recently got or whatever, you know, piece of, clo- piece of clothing that a person may have purchased. And all of a sudden they're like, why am I seeing this everywhere? Because right. it's, your, it's your focus. That's, that's what your eye is on, that's right? powerful, man. So I, I'm a big believer in that. Are you? Oh, yeah, man. What you, what you focus on yeah. is everything. It's yeah. everything. So so what's next for you, man? Like, where, where are we going? I know you have the podcast, uh, Catch Me on the Rebound. I'm going to keep yeah. saying it, guys, because you got to tune in and check him out. Um, but what else is on the rise for you? Um, let's see. Well, one plan was like potentially to go back and get my master's. All right. In what? And get my just business. Okay. Or business or psychology. I so love that it. I could actually, you know, be certified to speak about mental health. I like I'm it. Not. Okay. Um, I could continue my playing career. I'm honestly in a place where I don't know. I'll be honest. That's the best like, place really to be. It's really hard though. because I just, I don't know. Because like this drives me and this fuels me. So. I would love to like do this full time. I love to like publicly speak, like write a book and kind of just follow that path. I think you just said what you're going to do personally. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, take it for, you know, what it's worth. I know we, we just met like a couple of days ago. Sure. We did. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Italian Italian. We appreciate you. Um, but no, in all honesty, you, you said this fuels you. And I think that's a healthy thing when it comes to, when we talk about mindset too, Mm -hmm. man, I say, go for it. Um, just your spirit and you know, what you bring to the table with this, you're going to draw a lot of people. Uh, in all honesty, I think that people forget humility is the foundation of servitude. You know, you got it. You can't serve anybody and you can write books all day long. You can talk to people all day long, do things like what we're doing all day long. But if you don't have a heart of humility, it won't last period. Uh, and I dare anybody to challenge me on that just because, and I'm sure you've seen it in your career. Anybody who got real cocky in the game, you know, nobody could tell them nothing. Nobody could teach you anything. Right. right? Um, they don't get very far because who wants to work with a joker like that? That's not a team player. You for self. So, 
you know, I, if, if I may, I, I would encourage you to, you know, if that's what has you, has you up at night, just constantly thinking, what else can I do? You know, right. what other ways can I get this out there to let people know I'm here? Um, okay. Yeah, go for it. Go right. for it. I'll take that. You know, take I try. I, I, you know, <laughs> I do my best. Yeah, so I'm, like I'm, I'm going to go here I just because it. I can. And I, I have to because we talked about what? it behind the scenes before we got on. Um, so give me your take on Miss Jada and Ooh, Will. Now, I'm probably man. getting on my son's nerves because Will is one of his faves. And he's like, can you please stop talking Will about is this? my guy too, man. Same here. Nice baby. Just saying. Me oh, too. Man. So what would you say... Um, because, okay, so here's my take, yeah. right? Being a mother of two sons, and I had to explain this to a couple of my girlfriends, because everybody on the internet, social media, ah, y'all know my position with social media, but they're all, you know, oh, a man can do it and it's fine. As soon as a woman does it, you know, y'all giving her a pass. That's a lot of the men I see commenting in that way, right? Which the double standard is real. So yeah. let's just go there, right? Yeah. But in my mind, that was a boy. Number one. Oh, yeah. He was a boy. Yeah. And we're talking about mental health. Personally, from a mental health space, he was not well. Right. Right. Um, and I'm a big fan of Chris Brown. I think Chris Brown is a phenomenal talent. He's a broken man, though. Like, he lit, he's, it's so evident. He has a song called Yellow Tape that he's literally talking about suicide in that tape or in that, mm. in that album. Right. Um, but I'm just, I'm a person of words and I pay attention to lyrics like that. Mm. I say that to say Chris Brown and August Alcina, good friends. Okay. These are boys. Now I'm saying that because y'all know I don't care about sharing my age. I'm about to be 44 this year. Right. I ain't talking to nobody that could be my son. Right. Okay. Right. Now this is not a shade on Jada or August. I'm saying they were both in a space mentally that yeah. was unhealthy. Right. And then here's the outcome of an unhealthy yeah. Situation and the dude is broken. Yeah, some people think he's being petty and trying to push his his August. album. You know, yeah. he just trying to use it as is. a ploy. I think, and I ain't I ain't gonna say I that he ain't a little bit of both. It, it could, yeah, exactly. I also think he was broken. Jada was broken when she did it. Like it was a perfect storm for mess, and that's what you got. So that's my take. What you got? Uh, I think <laughs> you just summed it up. But I know. <laughs> I mean, I hurt for Will. I just hurt for Will. Yeah. I don't know because he's just a good dude, man. He just don't want to see nobody like that hurt. But, I agree. Uh, and I saw that pain. I, I, I really can't speak much. I'm not married. I don't have any children. But okay. Be yeah. August. If I was, if I'm August. There you go. And I got a shot with Jada, I'm taking it. Ah, oh, boy. No, man, any man is going to say that. <laughs> as long as he's a man. But uh, that's fair. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, fair. that's just like a, a older guy meeting a younger, a younger woman. He knows that she's mentally. Not on his level, yeah. so it's just it's just a woman that did it, and now we're like, oh dang, yeah, like, and we, and I agree. There's the double yeah, set. You don't like, think a woman could do it, yeah, and she did what a man would do, exactly. So that's I get, I think that's why people are reacting the same way, yeah. Um, but I I will say like if Will had done it, like they oh, would it kill massacre him. his career, yes, but they're gonna forgive Jada, yeah. But uh, that's yeah, the joys of being will, a woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, just the joys of being a woman, Jordan. I'm sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but I, if anything, like it, it's definitely getting people to talk about relationships, and yeah. marriages, and stuff, which I think is good. Um, I agree. And, and then, just understanding when you're not in a healthy space, mm -hmm. you don't bring others in. You create right. more victims right. when you know you're not in a healthy space. 
you yeah. know, and I think that's what happened. And yeah, there may be some play on stuff at this point now, yeah. but ultimately that's what happened to both of them. You both were not in healthy spaces and right. perfect situation presented itself. And here we are, the manifestation yeah. of mess. So I so. definitely think August kind of boosted himself, which is smart, by the way. Like, come on. Jada did what she did to him. She took advantage of him. So, like, why not him take advantage of the situation? And then Will just got the shit of everything. He just got the worst of everything. Yeah, yeah. he did. So, but it's in the past now. It is. And we're going to keep it there. We're going to yeah. do our best to leave it alone. But I, I had to just, again, yeah. from a just the topic matter we're talking about, though, I yeah. do feel like something she said in on that red table. See, I haven't seen that. Oh, the red table was, yeah. it was brief. Please know. Oh, it was it short? Was, yeah, it was about 12 minutes and some seconds. I don't know, but it was I short. I usually go for like an hour. Exactly. No. And I don't blame them, honestly. Yeah. It's like, it's not your business, they but we want to clear the air yeah. to just kill some of the other stuff, right? I got it. Yeah. But she said, you know, I was so unhappy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that she was in that space where she, that's where she was. And guess what? He brought some happiness to her life. So she gravitated to that. And I think uh, from a mental health perspective, we have to be careful when we're in dark spaces, what we allow, yeah. um, or dark places rather, what we allow in our space. I think yeah. that's so important. It's in the Bible. The devil like to get you by yourself. Absolutely. So. I don't mind. It's his playground, yeah. you know? So I thank you so much, sir, for coming and hanging out with us at Knock Nation or No Ordinary Church Knock Girl being Nation. me. Yeah, yeah, Knock Nation. No Ordinary Church because okay. we do things different. Okay. Um, but, you know, definitely want the people to know how to reach out to you, how to find you. So uh, um, feel free to let them know. Catch you on the rebound there on you Instagram. Go. Uh, T-O-L-B underscore E-R-T. That's my main page, and then on anything else, I'm just he be profiling Jordan Tolbert. What's he? What? He, he straight be profiling. I looked at it. You know, I was trying to like get my little 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 style together, know how I was gonna communicate with y'all. I was like, oh, this brother over here profiling. Okay, all right, we gonna be all right. I can take a couple jabs at him. He'll be all right. Yeah. I'll be good. <laughs> oh no, I thoroughly fun. enjoyed this. There, we're gonna have to do it again. Okay. Bring some folks on, and let's continue the conversation. I think it's. It's definitely timely, but it's mostly, it's, it's an everyday thing. It's an everyday battle for all of us. Um, so, yeah, we're going to keep it going. So, y'all make sure you catch catch me on the rebound and be sure to follow this man. Stay in tune with him. Big things coming for him um, very, very soon. I, I will not be surprised. I'm excited that you even uh, agreed to come and hang out with us. So, oh, of course. Definitely appreciate it. So, family, you know what time it is when you see the post or whatever. Whenever you see us, make sure you comment, you dialogue. Let us know what you're thinking. Let's continue the conversation. Let's continue to grow in God together. Now, you know, I'm not going to let you get off of this without giving you some scripture. You know what I believe? We're not perfect people. People, uh, excuse me, but church. we do. Yeah, of course, At man. Church it's no, I got to put my glasses on so I can see because the girl can't see uh, sometimes. <laughs> but the, um, the scripture I wanted to use, guys, is one that I've used different times, but it's a different translation. It's from the New Living's translation. You know what I say? You find whatever translation speaks to you when you're reading your word. Again, we're in Proverbs and it says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit saps a person's strength. So always remember that when you are in a broken space, your strength has been weakened. Not only that, always remember that the people you have around you, they can be for good or they can be for bad. And you want to be able to identify those people that are in your space so you can take care of your health, both mentally and physically. It's so very important. That came from Proverbs 17, 22. So again, take the principle, make it work in your life, be purposeful, be powerful. And as I always say, may your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifest into God's best. I love you. We'll talk to you again soon. That's a bar. Yeah, now. (laughs) 